Good morning, everyone. It is Friday morning. It is the 12th of November. Um, we are getting ready for this last uh, Green Sunday that we have here on the calendar, this last Sunday in Ordinary Time, at least with the Green. We'll have Christ the King next Sunday. Um, the Gospel reading for this week, interestingly enough, is in a sense a um, a forward, I guess you could say, um, or, or, the, or the first side of the bookend to one of Jesus's teachings about um, things to come. So, it would be a long, long, long time ago, it would seem like, but actually uh, the first Sunday in Advent, uh, year B, which would have been sometime late November of 2020, we would have heard um, Mark's version, Mark's continued version of the end of this chapter 13, that um, we actually hear the beginning of chapter 13 this Sunday. And this is a um, common repetition, so... Actually, in two weeks then, when we get to Advent 1, we'll hear Luke's version of the Advent reading we heard from last year. So Luke will give us um, the, the signs of things coming in the story about the fig tree, uh, which is the end of, or the latter part here, of chapter 13 in Mark. We'll get Luke's version of that to start Advent and start our new church year, just as we'll get, um, or just as we got the same beginning to our church year over these last 50-some uh, weeks ago. Um, so this Sunday, we get the beginning of chapter 13, and I think it's it's worth um, noting that there's this sort of bookending of this um, of this story, that we end and begin the year on this idea of beginning to look um, for the return of Christ, or at least what the return looks like, or what the expectation of, perhaps is more importantly, what the expectation of us as Christians is uh, when we are sort of living in the world and, and seeing how things are going. So I'm not going to repeat the gospel reading that we'll have for this Sunday. You can find that on the uh, on the podcast that was posted on Wednesday. So if you tick back a couple days, you can find it there. But I figured I it would be worth a read to continue the story in chapter 13 and uh, and really bring everything full circle to get us back to where this all began in our church here 50-some weeks ago. So just as a primer, verse 13 begins, or chapter 13 and Mark begins, um, you know, they ask a question about the temple, then Jesus goes into this um, um, speech about rumors of wars and wars and, um, you know, all these things that you'll be hearing about nations against nations and earthquakes and all these things. And he says, do not be afraid. Then, continuing, and this is where we'll pick up, he gets a little bit more specific as to what the disciples can expect. And maybe just as importantly, because Jesus is only days away from the cross, what he can expect too. So he'll be the first example of this um, in, in flesh and blood, but he talks about it a little bit here. So this picks up at verse 9. As for yourselves, beware, for they will hand you over to councils, and you will be beaten in synagogues, and you will stand before governors and kings because of me as a testimony to them. And the good news must first be proclaimed to all nations when they bring you to trial and hand you over do not worry beforehand what you are to say, but say whatever is given you at the time, for it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. Brother will betray brother to death, and father his children, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death, and you will be hated by all because of my name, but the one who endures will be saved. But when you see the desolating sacrilege set up where it ought not to be, let the reader understand. Then those in Judea must flee to the mountains. 
the one on the housetop must not go down or enter the house to take anything away. The one in the field must not turn back to get a coat. Woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing infants in those days. Pray that it may not be in winter. For in those days there will be suffering, such has not been from the beginning of the creation that God created until now. No, and never will be. And if the Lord had not cut short those days, no one would be saved. But for the sake of the elect whom he chose, he has cut short those days. And if anyone says to you at that time, look, here is the Messiah, or look, there he is, do not believe it. False messiahs and false prophets will appear and produce signs and omens to lead astray, if possible, the elect. But be alert. I have already told you everything. This is where um, this is where we would then get the beginning of what we heard for uh, Advent one year B. This then begins what we'll hear in Luke in two weeks, uh, talking about some other signs, um, stars and moons, and uh, and of course this parable of the fig tree. But just to fill in this full story of chapter thirteen, it can be of course um, on the one hand disconcerting, but certainly on the other hand. Um, it is a call for a peace of mind and a peace of heart. Um, and we'll talk about this more uh, on Sunday during the, during the sermon after the gospel. But in all of this, in all of this, we are reminded that we are not A, left alone. The Holy Spirit continues to intercede with and for us. And B, um, that we don't have to worry about it. That Jesus promises us in a strange roundabout way that we don't get to know. And all we have to do is continue and endure in our faithfulness no matter what, no matter what we encounter, no matter what we hear, no matter what we see. And if we do that, we will be prepared by God through God's grace with the faith God has given us to endure to the end and, and to see God. So um, really interesting that, that this is where we sort of begin our church year and in a sense end our church year as we end our time in the green, so to speak. So that's all I have for you this morning. I hope you have a wonderful day. Have a great weekend, and I will see you Sunday morning in church. Bye-bye.